yeah, no, I'm here. I've got this lovely bit of ketchup. We've got a bit of HP. You've got your Zoom microphone. I've had a lovely coffee. No, it's nice, isn't it? In a world where comedians pitch fake movie ideas, this is Basic Pitches. This is the sort of microphone that you take to a, like a tribute. You know when you see journalists outside right, yeah, a yeah, court yeah, exactly. and they're yeah, like, yeah, uh, words. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a con man, aren't you, Mr. Yeah, Smith? Yeah. <laughs> so you do think you did it? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that you know those uh, you know like those shows where people confront uh, dodgy builders and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I always skip to the end where there's that moment where the guy he's he's coming out of his house and they're about to bust yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And they always go, "You're a, you're a con man, aren't you, Mister Peterson?" Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's 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 always a moment where the, the journalist probably thinking, "If I get punched in the face, I'm all right with that. Like it's, it'll be it'll be such <laughs> it'll good, be good telly. telly." Yeah, exactly. And they always jump in their van. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, van's yeah. littered with things that you'd always you have to have. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a Scotch egg. Packet. Of course, yeah. Scott Jake has long been cons- oh yeah consumed. definitely some skips and <laughs> yes. a porn mag <laughs> yeah that's what needs to be yeah. <laughs> yeah basically the only people keeping the porn magazine industry alive oh yeah of course are, are yeah, exactly people who those. <laughs> yeah but the thing is like my 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 old man is uh, an engineer I thought you were going to say my old man yeah my old man's a porn star and uh, my old man's a, an engineer and like you know like basically he just used to go around in his white van like he didn't have porn mags but like I remember like being in well, certainly were hidden from me, but I remember being in my dad's workshop with my uncle, and like you know, them having those calendars up on the wall, like porn calendars. I mean, I wonder if mechanics still have porn calendars on their wall. Yeah, please don't let yeah. us know. I'm with um, Luke Kempner. Hi. I need to ask you this: if an impressionist okay. or impersonator, yeah, would also like to be recognised for the jokes that they create within, yeah, the person. definitely. I think that well, I think it's like I know. Um, I was listening to a bit of. Um, the one you did with Josh Berry and like you know the same he's, you introduce him as a comedian and an impressionist and a writer or an, you know for me it's like I would always be like comedian impressionist actor singer show off like I'm also a puppeteer like you know like my thing is just like I do all these things and yes it's difficult with impressions because people can always just go well it doesn't sound like them and, and then they think that, that that's a way to shut things down. But it's like, well, I've got some impressions that I would say aren't maybe as accurate as others, but they might have a character that really works and is really funny. You know, so it, it really sort of varies. It's, very, it's a difficult thing because I think a lot of people think, you know, an impression, it can be the end of the gag. But I think if you write gags within it, then then it's not the end of the gag, you know? Yeah, definitely. I would even argue that your Bear Grylls, which you might get to in a bit, mm. is in that vein that he actually doesn't have the most overly distinctive voice, but the character you've created yeah, within that yeah. is too good not to do. Exactly. You know I mean? The thing is, you know, like, uh, you know, he's kind of so kind of, he's got this, what, what's great about Bear is he's got such a way of talking, you know, there's such a kind of, uh, you know, there's got such a style. So it's like, if I'm here with you, then I'm also here with me. You know, it's, like, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of, you know, it's the same as all those nature things. Like Attenborough's got that, you know, that here we see a world with James and Luke. James is sat here with a microphone and Luke is also sat here with a flat white. And you've got that, it, that's a tune. That, There's a know. rhythm, a, ca- a cadence yeah. and everything. And yeah. like, you know, my background's musical theatre. That's how I started. I was in like Les Mis and um, South Pacific Avenue Q and I did that for like four years. And so, I, you know, I'm a really, you know, I trained as a singer, you know, so I think like a lot of our, what I get from impressions is tune you know and that's why with accents it's very easy in the fact that like you know like a northern irish accent's got that very very clear tone you know that's where you're going with that like it's so you know that's so no, clear I- you know how you and like, and in the same with like you know 
like my wife's from Edinburgh, and so she's just like kind of oh, you know how you like what's it, how, you know uh, you came what I mean like that's kind of and it feels a lot lighter, and then uh, you know and I, I know Josh does Andy Murray as well. You got we go back to like. Andy Murray, you know, it is so just on one tone. You don't need to move too far from there. That is the tone that he stays on until he gets the end of his sentence. And it's like, you know, once you've found <laughs> Got to get you and Josh tune, to do that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, um, what do you call it? The trip. But like, you know, and that's when, um, you know, for me, that's like when I've really found it is when I find that tune. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of tunes, Les Mis. Yes, mate. Were you gutted to see Eddie Redmayne? Did he steal the role from underneath <sighs> you for the movie? No, he, do you know what? He didn't steal it from me. I tell you, he stole it from me. It was when I did Les Mis, um, I was understudy to Gareth Gates. <laughs> so uh, so he, he stole it from me. Um, but no, yeah, so I mean, Gareth's good, mate. But like, he, uh, yeah, man. So like, I was understudying Gareth Gates. And um, yeah. I, I love the song One Day More. I, I'll that's play so that good. on spot. I'll, that's not, I, 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 it's not a gimmicky song. Which version do you play? The movie version. Oh yeah. no! Do man, I need that? Go to the tenth no, not the tenth anniversary. The twenty-fifth anniversary tour because that version I'm on. No way. Yeah, man. Really? I'll be, okay. I mean, I'm in the ensemble, but yeah, um, yeah I won't be able to pick out your voice. But you might, but unless you're doing it as David Attenborough. We, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, but there are, <laughs> but there are like there are tracks on that album that like I'll have like little lines here and there. So like, if you listen to the attack on Rupert May, you'll f- hear me at the beginning going, "This is his letter. It's in the old fox around." Luke. Luke. fan i don't yes. um football impressions right i was thinking about this because um they don't talk a lot but then they're the most famous sportsman on the planet weird, and i was thinking it? wouldn't it be great if there was, it was there was one that that was had a big enough personality that you could do because i can't think of anyone in the arsenal team who you could do know, and that's the thing it's like you know with arsenal you know you know look we had Arsene for so long and uh, it was good to have him because uh, you know look for a very very long time you know and uh, you could hear him every week for 20 years i must say but then he like did always say, say i must say that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's about picking out the little things picking out things he always said look uh, no uh, yes but uh, look you know like, but like but that like you say with players i i mean you know, I've been an Arsenal fan for 25 years. I couldn't tell you a player that has got a really distinctive voice that you that everyone would know. And it's the same as like you know Harry Kane during the England World Cup. You know, look, we heard a lot more from Harry, and that was great because you know then you know it means that you can use him as an impression. But actually, you know, doing him live, I don't think a lot of people would know him in an audience. You know, but it would be like specific people that come to my content, like you were saying at the beginning, might go, oh, I like Luke for his football impression, or I like Luke for his Love Island impression. So they're going already knowing what they want. Where like when you when you have to do it live. It's harder because you, you're trying to pick people that everyone knows. And that's getting harder and harder these days because, you know, I'm doing stuff about Queer Eye, but there might be people in the audience that don't know Queer Eye. There'll be people in the audience that don't know Game of Thrones, but there might be people that know Donald I, Trump. Because you know? I, I, I don't watch Queer Eye, but I am aware of its pop cultural standing at the moment. Yes. Everyone I know is into it and I just haven't oh, got around so to it. so good, man. Yeah. It's just he's the guy with the good. silver hair because he, he, he's the guy with the grey hair. Yeah, he's English. So he's like tan France. Like he's, I, I think he's like from Doncaster, but he's great, man. Like he just, you know, he teaches everyone how to do a French Turk, which is like, we just tuck your shirt in at the front. But he's amazing. He DM'd me on, to, on, a, on no, Instagram. Really? Yeah. Because he like, had a book out I saw he was yeah. doing. He's a huge star now, isn't oh, he's he? He's amazing. And he seems like 
I think he's a really good, kind, wonderful person, as I think all of those five guys are. And I think that's why you love the show. Um, because, you know, what I say about it on stage is I just think those guys are amazing role models. And I didn't grow up with good role models. You know, I grew up with Peter Andre, you know, and it's like and you look at these guys and it's like, oh, my God, you know, if those guys were around, if those are the kind of people that we're aspiring to be like, it's brilliant. It's kind, warm people. Hello, everyone. We'll be right back to the wonderful Luke Kempner after a word from this week's sponsor. Calling all passive aggressives. Get yourself down to the Passag Adventure Park this summer. A 10-acre playground of internalised frustration that you can navigate using our handy map. Learn about emotional weather in our calm-before-the-storm forest and cross the treacherous eggshell walk. Watch your kids learn to be passive-aggressive the adult way with our non-communicative house reconstruction. Hold loved ones emotionally hostage by hiding conspicuously in the study. Chip away at someone's confidence by getting on the silent treatment leaderboard. Why not try out our Passag Simulator? Take control of an avatar of you and enjoy building the tension by slamming doors and avoiding eye contact. Learn fantastic ways to be cowardly avoidant with flat emotional responses. Text Passag Adventure Park or PAP to 2121 and we'll confirm your early bird access with the following Passag passive-aggressive surprise that is sure to boil your blood. Things like, we didn't know theme parks were your thing. You're going to be gone all day or can't really imagine you doing that. You're going to be gone all day. Is that really your idea of fun? You love theme parks. That's so funny. Aren't you a bit old for that? Do you know the way? Or is someone going to have to follow the sat-nav again? The Passag Adventure Park and Aladdin's Cave of Psychological Misery. Um, welcome to Basic Pitches. Thanks. That's a, that's a low-key entry. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, like I'm slightly... Welcome cross. to Basic Pitches. Sorry, everyone. I've always tried to have... I tried to give it some energy, but i just got to go with my natural. You need to do more like Radio 1. Welcome to Basic Pitches. I'm here with my uh, co-host today, or guest. Uh, his name's Luke Kempner. Hey, Luke, how are you doing? That was Bob the Builder, and can he fix it? Hope he can. Right, next up, we've got... <laughs> that's like, um, Luke, they always, they always that promote, they're like, uh, next up, uh, um, a girl who one big at the Grammys, you can see her at heart.co.uk, <laughs> a guy who dazzled the crowds at the O2 over the weekend playing next on heart. Uh, but like, I do, I, you know, I'm a massive radio fan and like, it's been like good to, like I love, I love working on Radio 1 because they get a chance to have a bit of a chat, you know, and it's like, and Five Live's amazing, you know, because like I'm, I'm such a big sports fan, I just think, I just love it. Oh, and Adrian Childs. Yeah. I, I, I've always adored that man. Oh, he's great, His man. TV presenting style, when he'd be like, um, coming up too good, too bad. Is yeah. it, he would, you'd have to turn the TV up just to hear him. Right, but yeah, I loved yeah. how, uh, I love his laconic kind of lugubrious style to be like, you know, he's like... Uh, Arsene Wenger said in the week, you know, it's all sort of, it's all for kind of close, close. Yeah, yeah. It's all very close, Mike. I suspect they have to turn him up. Yeah, I bet they do. Yeah, <laughs> Arsene Wenger said at the week. Who do, I tell you, um, Alistair McGowan does a really good Adrian Charles. Yeah, really. Yeah. Funny. You know, for me as well, uh, you know, I've, I've done a Love Island podcast for a couple of years, um, been on their show like two or three times, and uh, you know, for me. I know why you're on there is because you want to hear the voices. So I'm like, just but as long as it's in a funny way, like what I don't like is when people go, oh, do you blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, well, that's, it's far funnier to do it in a scenario where we sort of go, you know, like, you know, we, I did a bit where Michael was actually there and it was like, my, and it was like, you know, Michael and I'm like sat next to Michael going, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I think this is a bit childish. Is that okay with you? I don't know if you like that. You know, and then he's going, oh my God, I don't know. And I'm like, oh God, now it's weird. He's repeating it. So like, great. He was there. So it made it work. But you know, for me as well, I'm like, I'll drop them in. You know, if we're talking about Maura, I'll drop into a bit saying, oh, you know, I just love the way, you know, she's she's so quick with what she says. She'll shut people down, you know, and she's like, you know, you don't. That's, you know, that's, oh, you're all mouth, you know, and like, 
uh, and, and flip it in that way instead of it sort of being like, right, do your party trick. Because then you're never going to get, you know, if you've got a gag, like if you said to me, I'll do your Alan Carr impression. And I went, hello, I'm Alan Carr. And we, you, it's enough to go, oh, that sounds like Alan Carr. But then if we can go, yeah, no, I'm here. I've got this lovely bit of ketchup. We've got a bit of HP. <laughs> you've got your Zoom microphone. <laughs> I've had a lovely coffee. No, it's <laughs> nice, isn't it? No, stop it. And then we've got like a bit more of a that is, I haven't heard you do that one. Yeah. That's brilliant. Mm. That, that's up there for me. Well, That's I try fantastic. not to do too many comedians because the trouble is, is it's sort of a cheat because they found out what makes them funny. Yeah. So then you're nicking that. Yeah, and, and then also it, they like end up they end up playing up to it. You can do more than just, you, you know. I know plenty of people that can do. Hello, I'm Kermit the Frog. You know, and it's like great, but yeah. what are you going to do with that? Yeah. You know, like there needs to be more <coughs> to it that. And then that's, but that's not saying that those people are <laughs> bad at their job. It's just that they're not an impressionist. You know. Right. Welcome to Basic Pitches, comedians pitching fake movie ideas. I'm here with the brilliantly clever and funny um, Luke Kempner. So Luke, the first movie that you had in the background whilst having sex to. Oh. Or the only one, one you can do you remember. Know what? I, do you know what? It'd be, uh, probably be Ali. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one with um, Will Smith. With Will Smith. Still one of the greatest movies ever. But I reckon that was probably the first on DVD. Because actually I remember being with this girl, like my, my first like proper, proper girlfriend. I think the first, first the girl I lost my virginity to. And I remember like, you'd have it like, You'd have the DVD on, but then like it would finish and go back to the menu, yeah. and then you just hear the same looping yeah. sort of track. <laughs> yeah, just be like Ali punching someone out. Yeah, or going like uh, I'm trying to think what Ali was famous for saying. Oh, I yeah, don't know. Stung, you know, slow like a butterfly, like, sting like yeah, a bee, shag yeah. like a bee. Yeah, yeah, it's probably like that. <coughs> yeah, so I reckon that film. That yeah. is funny when DVDs well, would do I that. I love that movie. Uh, the fir- I like this question. The first movie that you pretended you'd seen to be cool in front of people. Oh, okay. Pretended to... Um, I'll give you... I used to pretend I'd seen Total Recall when okay, I was young. yeah. It's the woman back to boobs, the woman with the three yeah. boobs. Is that Jamie Lee Curtis? I'm not sure she's the woman that with, with the... Right. Do you know what? I'll tell you a story. Um, the first film I, I lied that I'd seen was when my mum came to pick me up from Crawley. We used to hang out at the Crawley County Mail when we were like 12. We had no money, so we'd like bunk the train Sorry, National Rail. Um, we well shouldn't have privatised it. But like that, uh, <laughs> that, that, so we used to bunk the train and then just hang about in Crawley for the day. Of course, more right. have enough money to get McDonald's, <coughs> and that's about it. And we just hang about and try and talk to girls. Yeah, but like, I how did that go? Yeah, <laughs> as, very well. as well as you. Yeah, oh, mate, no, I, I genuinely think I went out with some girls that I just asked in Crawley if I could go out with them. Really, and straight like, off the bat. Yeah, and hi, like, go out with me. Yeah. I mean, we used to do that, and then if one of them said no, we go, "Will you go out with me?" <laughs> but then, like, we'd get, um, yeah, my mum would pick me up, and she'd be like, "Oh, um," but my mum hated me just loitering around the shopping centre. Yeah, so she'd be she like, "She brought you up better than that." Yeah, so she was like, um, "What have you guys been doing?" And I was like, "Oh, we went to see um, James Bond." <laughs> And she's like, all right, what happened? And I went, ah, oh, you know, just <laughs> you all sure? the general James Bond stuff. And mum was like, you didn't go see it. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she was like, I really don't like you hanging around that shopping centre. But yeah, no, so like, yeah, so I'd say that's, I don't know if I lied about it to be cool, but I certainly lied about it to get out. That's of all right, yeah, out. that'll do, yeah. Why are we having these conversations? Small talk, small talk. I don't want to hear your small talk. I had a chilled weekend. My wife is finally on the mend. I live in Penge, but drove to Stonehenge. It's frustration, frustration, when all you want is good conversation, good conversation, good conversation. All we want is some good conversation. Stop saying, I can't believe it's five o'clock already. Don't talk about travel and don't humble brag about not wanting to miss yoga. No one cares, no one cares. 
no one cares. cares. You're also one of those rare things that you're. A, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I you know, this sounds strange to say, but you're a good-looking bloke. Stop I, it. I, I, so and you. you're, ma- <laughs> you're married, but um, I would imagine. I would imagine. I don't know. I don't. I, I think. I think this is not. Uh, it's not very. It's not, a, really good good it's not a line of questioning. Yeah, 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 you yeah. must get quite a lot of attention, I would say, and that must be. Um, you have to park that and say, "Well, that's very gratifying. Thank you for oh, ladies' underwear. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thank, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that from you. Are they, did you bring them with you, or did you take them off in the interval? Stuff I like know. that. Do you know what, mate? I think women are a lot more subtle than guys are. Like, you know, what I mostly get is middle-aged gay men, like who will yeah, yeah, DM yeah. me and go, "You're fit." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I'm like, "Cheers, mate." Yeah. <laughs> Where like girls, I mean, I'm saying they're a lot more subtle, but um, maybe they just don't fancy me. <laughs> but like, you know, I'd say that. Women are often a lot more respectful than uh, the yeah. men are, but yeah, for you know, sure. like I d- you know, like I just think you, d- you know, do I park that attention? Not really, you know. I'm, I'm just bring it all in, you know. Yeah. All right. <coughs> right. Let's get on to um, my film pitches. Let's get on to your movie idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's I know start. that let's it's one, but I you can you can you can throw as much mud at the Lou wall. Sanders one is a very good friend of mine, and so she did a load. So I've got a, f- a few. <laughs> Yeah, she just yeah. She they just could all be awful. She, yeah. Okay. She had a few. So let's start. Let's start. Let's start with your favourite um, one. Okay. The first one is um, the pianist, right? But a remake, and I'm the lead in it <laughs> because I have Jewish background, um, and I can grow a really good beard, and it's my favourite movie of all time. Okay. So what <laughs> what arrogance to have to think that I could do it better than Adrian Brody won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So. The pianist, but with with me in it, because I like it and I really want to be in it. Okay, who else is in the pianist? It's uh, um, Nigel from EastEnders. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Is he? I don't know. I that. don't know his name, but he's brilliant in it. Well, I was trying to think. Um, <coughs> oh, um, Maury Lippman. Maury Lippman's in yeah. it. Yeah. She has a line which is. She's a, a legend. Twenty slotties. That's all I have is twenty slotties. Okay. It's quite a sad. Film. And you don't do an Adrian Brody impression. No. But it's Polanski, isn't it? So we shouldn't really like it. No, we shouldn't. But my no. God, it's my favourite movie. Okay. Do you know what, mate? One of my other film ideas um, is also for the Grey Pound. Okay. Okay. We're so I'll move a, on to that. A Grey Pounding. Uh, and that one is, um, it's a snooker film. Okay. And oh, uh, it's called The Final Frame. Uh, <laughs> and it's sort of, it's based around, it, this is more biopic, but based around the 1985 Black Ball Final between Steve Davis and Dennis Taylor. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And, uh, I'm not familiar, but. You know, but you'll sort of, you do quite a lot about sort of politics in the 80s as well. Yeah. So it's like Thatcherism and stuff like yeah, that. So yeah, you yeah, see yeah. a lot of that. Montage is right of writing. So really, so. it's a snooker film, but it's actually a political film as well. Right, absolutely. So it's yeah. quite hard hitting. And I would play Dennis Taylor. Okay. Um, do you, so. Do you yeah. do a Dennis Taylor? Um, well, it's it's a very good morning to you. We're watching. Welcome to my movie. Uh, I'd yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I think I'd have to I'd have to go back and listen. Yeah, you'd have to go. Um, one of my movie ideas is um, it's about a guy that has to do um, basically because celebrities are too busy. Right. He, he has to do all the interviews for them, like on the radio. So I would star in it, but it would be like if David Attenborough is too busy. Then I, you like, say you'd be like, oh, we can't get David Attenborough, but I'd come along. Can I do my Adrian Charles? To so you do your Adrian <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charles to my David Attenborough. Well, welcome back to Five Live with me, Adrian Charles, and I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to say that I'm here with, um, with the, the wonderful, the, the iconic David Attenborough. Hello, David. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you, and I do hope that that microphone isn't plastic. 
So there, but then no one would know. Thank you very much. That's uh, that's that's all we have, that's all we've got time for, with David. Well, that is uh, uh, what I must say is that it has been a pleasure. Sort of weird that we had him booked for just twelve seconds. See, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so you do that, but then it'd be like you could have Alan Carr on because he's too busy. So then I'd be, I'd have to put, I'd have to like actually promote his new tour or something. And I'd be like, no, it's great. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be too joke. You know, I could be jokey, but I'd have to also be actually him. Well, you know, I mean, there's so many highlights. You know, I think, you know, playing the O2 and, you know, having the own TV show. But I think mostly it's having people do impressions of me because there are some that are absolutely brilliant. And uh, Rory Bremner. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. to stitch so, him up. So, but I think, you know, something's got to go wrong. So I think what I'd do is I'd end up, you know, like I'd end up being caught out, or like someone had, someone had like, I don't know, like they'd be like an expose. Yeah, I'm not good at coming up with movie ideas, man. I'm sorry. No, you're doing brilliantly. <laughs> you're doing brilliantly. Well, you can see the way I'm sort of trying to eke out your. Uh, your yeah, and okay, I feel, not... but I feel bad because this is not your. I don't want you to think that you met up with me to do to, to that. I'm getting you to dance, monkey dance. You know. No, 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 not at all. So I'm um, going to do my best to do it in a way that seems more organic. I mean, these are more sort of Love Island, the zombie apocalypse. Love Island, the zombie apocalypse. I, could, I mean, that seems like a film straight to DVD. It, it's like well, up there that. with Sharknado. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like lesbian vampire killers. Yeah. But yeah. like, I think Love Island, the zombie apocalypse could be, you know, it starts off normal Love Island. So, again, you, so this year's uh, Love Island. Yeah, crop. so it'd be this year's Love Island, but you'd have like. Yeah, like Tommy would be there. He'd, he'd just be like ready to box them all away. So he'd be good. Because he'd like lead up from the front, but then like one of the girls. But what would he say? The zombies are coming through. The, they're coming, climbing over the wall, and he sort of he does a gladiator style. Oh around, yeah, you know, you know. He's like, right, everyone gather around the fire pit, <laughs> and they'd be like, right, guys. Oh, you're not entertained. There's a lot of zombies coming, and we have got to defend this villa. And you, Molly May, are going to stand by my side. And then Molly May and Maura, they'd they would lead from the front. Yeah. And she'd like, she could just like talk them to death. She'd like, everything she says, like, you know, as soon as like she starts talking, they'd like just drop dead. Like, that'd be amazing. And then like, you can't she, see Luke's face, but it really actually well, no, turns she could take, into she could Molly take May. selfies and the, and the flash of the selfie would, so she'd get selfies with the zombies. Yeah. And she'd be like, right, can I get a selfie with you? And then she'd like take a selfie, but the flash would kill them. Yes. Or blinds them temporarily. Oh, okay. And then Tommy knocks them out. Yeah, Tommy headbutts them. Headbutts yeah. their head off. Yeah, I think that's it. Take that, you zombie. You're so, dead. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. So I think that you know, and like Anton and could flirt with them I to death. I think, yeah, go on. Maura could give them killer fanny flutters. So she, you know, that's you know, take that, take that, your fanny flutter, and you know, no, she would, she just squeeze. She'd squeeze a fanny flutter out, and then that'd be the end and of that. And there'd be a sort of a puff of air. Yeah, I think it'd be a bit like um, that. You know, and Anton would just like shave them to death. That's quite gruesome. Shave them. Yeah, because he was getting about getting his bum shaved by his mum, so he could be like, "Ray, you come over here. I'm I'm going to shave your bum like my mum shaved my bum." But then he shaves them to death. I yeah, mean, that's quite brutal. That bit. Like that's quite Game of Thrones ish. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of Game of Thrones in it that's been influenced. Which, uh... I feel like, th randomly, that's got the most legs so far. Do you know what? I was just really, really shocked because I was expecting Tommy and Molly to win. I haven't got long, so I was thinking maybe we do Game of Thrones, um, sort of a, a documentary where Louis Theroux... Um, oh, that's good. Interview, ..sort of goes behind the scenes yeah, on the biggest... Yeah, that could be good. You know, I could sort of talk to people like Jon Snow and say, John, you know, like... Is it, is, that kind, is it kind of weird, John, that you have sort of kind of, you've been going out with your sister? Is that is that weird? Was his sister or was his cousin? No, it was his sister, wasn't it? Like sort of, is that kind of, is that strange for you? And you're like, 
or Louis or Louis interviews people who who pretend to be. So he goes to sort of like Comic Con, like a, or a medieval camp that's been set up post the show where people want yeah. to live in that world. And you've gone to uh, you've gone to the outskirts of Chicago to yeah, meet. Yeah, I've come to. I'm here on the outskirts of of New York in Buffalo. And it's uh, I'm with these amazing people. That they, you know, you still sort of believe that Game of Thrones is is going on, and, and, I, and you think you're the mother of the dragon. Is that correct? And uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, it'd be yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd, that'd be work. great. Yeah. I always wonder about your Jon Snow because um, that's obviously uh, who's the guy who plays him? Um, Kit Harrington. That's Kit Harrington doing a Yorkshire I know. accent. So it's an impression of an impression already. Yeah. But then you do it so brilliantly, and he's well, like, I, I always say when he's in the trailer section, I didn't really see the show, but he was like, they're coming. And yeah. when he's like, um, they're they, they do not tire. They do not tire. I suppose it's like that thing, isn't it? That he's kind of, it's a... Uh, Bear Grylls meets Kerr. It's Bear Grylls meets Peter Kerr. <laughs> yeah. um, but I suppose, yeah, maybe that makes it easier to do an impression when someone is doing an accent. And that's kind of a general accent, really. You know, it's not like a specific, like... You know, if you're doing John Bishop, you know, it's a specific Runcorn accent, you know, so it's not like, it's like a specific <laughs> Liverpool accent. It's not just like general Liverpool. Go to the adverts now. Uh, Luke, thank you so much. Thank you, man. You are tremendously talented and funny. And, uh, oh, House of Faces is your brand oh, new yeah. tour. Shit. House of Faces tour, which uh, starts in September. <coughs> uh, I'm, I'm around for like three months going all over. You're starting in Norwich? Uh, no, <laughs> I think I just, I think I, I don't know where I start. I do not okay. want to quickly get, let me get the post up and I could do like a Steve Wright, um, tell you where I'm going. So whilst he's filling, uh, um, yeah. So if you like Luke, you can follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, he's quite big on there. You can see all of his Love Island impressions. Here we go. And his jokes. Dates, yeah. uh, his new show. Okay. House of Faces is going. It's touring across the UK. You show House of Faces. You're going to Liverpool, Leicester, Birmingham, Bro- Bro- Bromsgrove, Bath, St Austell, Tunbridge Wells, Swindon, Shrewsbury, Brighton, Cambridge, Colchester, Saffron Walden, London, Eastleigh, Whitehaven, Milham, Salford, Kendal, Chorley, York, Wimborne, Banbury, and Maidenhead. Lovely. Come to all of those. All right. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Basic Podcast to have you in stitches. Basic You've heard of films with some really bad ideas, like Night and Day with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. So once a week, we'll be chatting with a comedian, getting in a groove and improve the movie medium. Thing is, most stories have a stupid premise, like The Phantom Menace, or films about tennis. Basic pitches, comedic riches. Basic pitches. A podcast to have you in stitches. Basic pitches